Hello and welcome to another installment of the Evolution Exchange Gaming Podcast, where we connect industry leaders to discuss experiences, challenges and successes in the game industry. I'm Adam and I'm your host for today, and I'm joined with Ivan Bostrom, Haldor Bjarnason, Vidar Rapp and Tilla Segerstedt to discuss our second installment of Developing Creativity in a Hybrid Remote Working Environment. Before we jump into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions of who you are and what you do. So, Vidar, do you want to kick us off? Yes, sure. Um, I'm Vidar, and I'm uh, currently the uh, character art director over at Fall Damage here in Stockholm, um, where we're based. And um, I've previously been uh, been around a bit in the games industry. Uh, that started way back at uh, Avalanche Studios back in I think 2005. So it's quite a quite a while ago. Um, also been working in the UK for a bit, and then I came back to Sweden. Um, did a stint at Starbreeze and then uh, a longer period at uh, Machine Games uh, in Uppsala. So that's uh, very shortly my uh, professional experience. Uh, so I've been uh, mainly focused on uh, character art for the duration of this uh, career that I've, I've had so far. And um, when I'm not doing game art, I'm uh, usually yeah taking on di- different sort of creative projects at home or um just uh, you know hanging out and uh, raising my daughter and uh, yeah and uh, trying to keep uh, keep as active as possible uh, with all this uh, <laughs> sitting around that I tend to do some job nice uh, Ivan right yeah hi my name's Ivan Bostrom uh, from Sweden I started my game industry career uh uh, in a game school called Future Games Stockholm. And uh, then I moved over to New York uh, to have my internship at Avalanche Studios. And uh, that was 2012. And then I'm, I've actually been with Avalanche Studios ever since. I moved back from the New York studio in 2017, in the spring, I think. Yeah. And then uh, I've been continuing here in Stockholm. And I've had a few different uh, job titles from QA to destruction designer, mission designer, challenge creator, and my latest is a senior mission designer and a craft manager. And that's, uh, yeah, that's it. That's me. Nice. Uh, let's jump to uh, Haldor next. Uh, yes. Hey, so my name is Haldor um, and I'm from Iceland and I currently live and, and work in Sweden. So I'm an, I'm an art director for the Fun Plus here in Sweden. Um, and I started my games journey in 2006 uh, back in Iceland. So working for an Icelandic company called Go Gothic. And we used to make like flash games and online games and also uh, early, really early uh, mobile games for uh, for iPhones. Uh, I moved to Sweden in 2014 uh, and started working for a company called Stardoll here. And then I moved on to uh, King. Uh, so I was a senior game artist at Qing, and then I ended up as an art director at Pamplos. Uh, and I've also been, uh, throughout the years, just freelancing uh, a lot. So I've spent a, a few years freelancing in between jobs. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. And uh, finally, but not least, uh, Tilla. Hi, uh, I'm Tilla Seigerstedt, and I'm currently working as an art director at Emerald City Games in Canada. But I am located in, in Hvde, Sweden. Um, so I worked as an art uh, illustrator and concept artist for quite some time. So doing a lot of like freelance experience, stuff like that. Um, I see I'm I'm the newest in the industry of all of us, but I'm kind of like jumping around trying to kind of find my way. And then I ended up um 
yeah, at Emerald Games as an art director recently. Um, I studied 3D graphics at Hagskulan in Jordan, uh, but I'm also a 2D slash 3D uh, artist. But I've been kind of dabbling a lot in characters. Um, but yeah, as, as Peter said, I'm trying to be active in a very sedentary, like uh, working, working lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's me. Awesome. Thanks for that, guys. So, uh, as always, uh, if you brought a question for discussion relevant to developing creativity in a hybrid remote work environment. So I'll work our way around the room for each of you to pose your question and your reasoning behind it. And uh, I guess we'll start with Ivan. Uh, what's your question? What do you mean by that? Right. So um, uh, when I was doing main, mainly mission design, we... Uh, COVID like struck 2019 there and then we all uh, worked from home and we also worked in different time zones because we have studios in New York, Liverpool and so on. So uh, yeah, we um, we ended up, you know, being in different uh, and, you know, time zones personally and uh, that could affect how and uh, how eager you were when you were giving feedback. So you were tired in the evening, you wouldn't give us good feedback as in the morning. So we would have like a little ways of doing our feedback sessions at the end. But, I wanted to know how did you guys uh, maintain like a productive feedback loop when you were working online remote? I guess you did. So. Yeah. Uh, does anyone want to answer that question first? No? Okay. I guess I'm going to pick on someone. Uh, Vedar. Sure. Uh, just uh, giving and giving it a bit of thought. Um, I think yeah, it's definitely been a challenge. Um, how to you know continue uh, or set up like. Um, ways to get around the uh, the lack of the day-to-day -day, uh, walking around the office or just having a glance over at someone's screen sort of feedback and you know hey have a look at this um what do you think uh, sort of interactions that you tend to have when you're all in, in a room together um and i've seen uh, through the pandemic i was working both uh, at first uh, i was working at machine games um with the you know a team that i had worked with for a long time and uh, we were very i think very in sync with uh, each other so i think the uh, feedback process was uh, handled very uh, sparsely it was like handing off tasks um, checking in every now and then seeing like okay it's progressing it's going nicely and uh, uh, there wasn't uh, perhaps as much need um to have a continuous uh, feedback loop in that sense. Uh, so, uh, and then through, uh, I think roughly in the middle of the pandemic, I switched uh, to working at Fall Damage with uh, a team that was new to me and uh, also a new project and uh, quite a lot of like challenges and changes that kept uh, happening. And so it was more of a, like a startup sort of a, a situation. And um, then I felt the need was much greater to have that continuous conversation and uh, I think they had quite an interesting take in just uh, having like a digital office set up on uh, discord where we just each uh, little group have their own room and we can just you know whenever we want just unmute ask a question but we can also just you know uh, turn off our headphones and go like okay I'm, I'm just gonna go uh, focus mode on this for a few hours and that's fine as well and I will just default to using slack or something like that to uh, post any questions that might arise that aren't time critical <laughs> so keeping that sort of asynchronous uh, com communication going where you can still uh, be in, in the zone and get work done. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I really like the uh, the virtual office side of things on uh, through Discord. I might have to bring that yeah. up uh, here. Um, Taylor, it looks looks like you want to jump in on this one. Yeah, I think I think one of the hardest things um, when working remote is is giving feedback and giving feedback in a, a meaningful way and 
And also, I feel like when you're giving feedback, uh, especially if you're just like writing the feedback, it can be really hard and kind of sound a, a bit harsh or it's kind of hard to explain what you're actually meaning by, oh, you say, oh, um, more angled or sharper, but that could mean different things to different people. Um, so I like to work very visually since I'm like um, giving feedback to, to my artists. Uh, so doing painovers and kind of doing them quite detailed since I'm probably not in the same time zone as the artist working. So we might never actually get a chance to have like a one-on-one -on -one meeting. Um, so kind of having a very detailed paint over and then maybe write some, some text on the side. Um, and I feel that it's important to also like, I try to have something like something like motivating or positive to say like in and so the entire message comes off as more positive than just oh it's, it's very easy to just write oh make that bigger or make that smaller and just kind of going through that feedback loop all the time i i want to get um kind of one huge feedback uh her like item um so they don't have to go back and i had don't, don't have to go in and like micromanage them all the time yeah that's what i was i would do <laughs> Or doing oh it's good uh, i'm always good to uh, keep a positive message with our uh, colleagues definitely uh so i'll jump to uh Haldor. uh yes hey so yeah so when we started from plus here in stockholm we had actually when COVID hit we were uh, we were just starting at the office so it was only me and a couple of other artists so uh, they had only been working here for like uh, two two months or something so we had kind of the luxury of just forming how we wanted to work together uh, so it's been it, it's been a learning process, I would say, and we didn't really hit it first, uh, right the first time. Uh, but I, I think my main challenges is exactly what Tilla was saying uh, about uh, like uh, having this this feedback where you, where it's meaningful for for people that are are actually viewing it. So uh, people people uh, respond differently to like body language and stuff like that. But when you're not face to face, it's actually really hard to convey what you're actually saying about what your what your feedback is. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, that's the main challenge for me. Definitely. And so, uh, Ivan, what are your thoughts on those answers there? That's great, great answers. And I can uh, and can relate uh, to solutions that are ways of working that you guys have. We uh, we went on maybe a bit more strict uh, schedule. So we kind of set off a time and date that was like unchangeable. Like we had to meet. And we did also do that Discord uh, session and rooms where we could post and just start streaming. Um, but yeah, we would uh, have... Um, forced meetings basically so it sounds a bit tough but uh, i mean it works it works out because then you get the like you know we have two people in a room you can say stuff and it, that might come out harsh but we got to learn to know each other as well and you know some psychological safety training and then we we'll basically say yeah thank you for that oh, no, some yeah there's really some really good answers thank there. you so uh, i guess we'll jump to uh till the next with your question oh all right um so it kind of ties together into to productive feedback and and kind of keeping keeping track or like holding the, the team together. So my question is how to achieve a cohesive vision when not talking face to face. So I feel like my my background for this question is um, that most of the time I won't be able to either meet um, every single artist and kind of explain my vision to them. It might be more of larger briefs. Um, where there's simply not time to to kind of have delve into the um, the deeper vision of things. Um, and working with a lot of different artists, they all have like their their 
uh, own personal style. Um, so how do you work to create a cohesive vision um, and, and how do you communicate that in a effective way? Right, so does anyone want to jump on this one first? Uh, yeah, sure. Or, yeah, go on, Ivan. So, right. Um, it's, a, it's a great question. I think it goes hand in hand maybe a bit with the later questions. I think uh, uh, what we did is uh, we had to like gather everything in certain spots uh, in, in the company. So we would have maybe a documentation tool that gathered all our, our information and shared it, just went transparent with as much as we could. I won't say it had was a, an easy road there. We did have some structural, structural um, uh, ways that didn't allow us maybe to be as transparent as we used to be because we previously we could talk about and that so now it was uh, a necessity to be more transparent with uh, the signs and again with the psychological safety you know not be afraid of doing something not on par with the uh, quality we're looking for so uh, when everybody was like okay with that we learned to live with it we, uh, we post our ideas transparent into a one spot and then talk about it without any judgment so uh, i i uh, have to say that a lot of it came down to uh, our way to acknowledge each other's good and less good ideas and uh, not judge about it and then also of course having some kind of online tool for it yeah Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Haldor, do you want to go next on this one? Um, yeah, for us, it was like uh, just staying connected and keep the, keep the, our team really connected. Uh, what, what we found worked best best for us is to have a, like a daily meeting, like a daily sync after 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 the day. So on all afternoons, we had like a team sync with the art team where we just just discussed the. Uh, not only how the tasks are going, but also just uh, the overall vision, just to hammer in what uh, we were supposed to do, be doing and how we're supposed to get, get there. Um, and those uh, those those feedback sessions was not only me coming with feedback to the artist, but also just an open discussion about uh, what each artist was doing. Um, so I think that has been really helpful for us, at least, to, to uh, maintain some kind of uh, cohesive vision. Definitely. And uh, Vidar? Yeah. Uh agree with both even on Alder on this one. Um, I think we've had many of the same uh, lessons and challenges. And I think, yeah, things that have helped us is uh, being more um, organized and sort of um, explicit about like uh, setting up uh, very clear goals when it comes to art direction or when it comes to like the feel or packaging of uh, the brand that you want to like represent or the, the product that you're working on, um, in this case, the game, and uh, just making sure that you uh, never assume that someone is going to get what you have in your head. Yeah, just be as explicit as you can to get down, like, these are the core pillars, these are the things we refer back to, these are the references we have. And uh, and then, yeah, having those uh, regular discussions and uh, just uh, conversations about, like, this is what we're working on, showing off stuff that isn't quite there yet, and trying to find, like, yeah, um, those sort of safe, safe spaces where you can share easily and uh, um, feel like, okay, this isn't going to be judged uh, based on being final deliverable sort of quality but rather this is a work in progress this is something that we're trying to shape into something so uh, i think that's been like the, the way we've handled that and i think it's a continuous sort of process in trying to keep keep that conversation up because it's very easy to sort of delve back into like okay well 
everyone is working on their things and we'll just you know keep our head down and uh, since you since you lack that sort of physical um connection uh, you, you kind of have to force it sometimes you have to have those meetings so you have to have your stand-ups or uh, some way of like sharing progress as well uh, something that we have internal is just a little like slack channel for that for just posting things that you're working on and uh, that's uh, used mainly to show up things that okay now this is sort of done this is something that we're sort of happy with we're going to show that off but uh, i think we're tr- trying to pivot that into more like okay we're sharing stuff that we're actually still not 100 sure on but we like the direction like this is something we're we're, uh, we're still working on so Absolutely. So yeah. Big one, and, uh, yeah, safe space are uh, definitely important to uh, share ideas collaboratively. Um, Tell her what are your thoughts on the, those answers? I think those answers make a lot of sense. And I, I feel like I, I try to think, think the same way. Uh, as you guys mentioned, that the having like showing things in an early stage and not waiting and to show it when you're almost finished, because I feel like it's very easy as an artist to to just kind of get in the zone and you're working, 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 polishing, polishing, polishing. And then when you show it to other people, there are things that you that you didn't see that other people can see. And then you have to go back. And I feel like that can be very, um, well, unmotivating to have to change something. So I feel like getting in there in an early stage is super important um, and kind of checking the temperature of, of every single task, uh, having um, a very clear... Um, like vision or mood board or talking together of what is it that we really want to say with this asset or or whatever but i think i yeah i think i the answer is really good yeah Yeah, i couldn't agree more especially with you know the single point for uh, all vision or the the daily catch-ups with everyone and uh, again that focus on um, a safe space and communication so there's some brilliance there. So uh, moving over to Vidai, you've actually brought uh, two uh, two questions for us today. Uh, so do you mind telling us your first question? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the first one I thought was probably a rather quick one, uh, which is just simply which tools you use to facilitate this creative collaboration that we just talked about. So um, I know internally we use things like Miro and we use, uh, of course, as I mentioned before, like Slack and uh, Discord, but we're also looking into other, uh, yeah, other creative tools, basically. <laughs> Is there anyone want to jump in there with the tools they use? Yeah, Ivan? <laughs> I can go, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we use uh, Miro extensively. They're very good for uh, artists and uh, designers. Uh, even uh, project management uses it. And it's very easy to share. And uh, I'm not going to make too much commercial for it, but it's uh, helped us uh, very a lot. And then we also have a like Confluence for bugs and, and, uh, and documentation that is like not uh, dynamic yet. So I would say that Confluence yeah. and, yeah. Yeah. and Slack, of course. Definitely. Uh, Haldor? Um, yeah, we used uh, Slack for our main communication tool. So we, we discussed uh, everything there uh, every day. And then we used Miro for almost everything. It's a really good tool. Uh, so we used Miro just in, in like brainstorming for new ideas, uh, uh, like keeping up with the product vision and the roadmap and where we are in the project. And we also just uh, dumped everything that we 
we're, we've been doing, we, we dump it in like a board that's open for everyone to see. So everyone can always follow the process. So I think it's really important that, uh, that our team is not isolated as a unit and everyone can just see what they're doing at every time. Absolutely. And uh, Tilla? I, we don't actually use Miro, but after this, I think I have to check in on Miro. I think I've used a Miro board before, but um, it's still something that we use day to day. So we use uh, Sky for just communication and Slack for, for feedback and then Asana for the for the tasks. Uh, since we're uh, quite a lot of people, it becomes so, much, so many tasks that kind of go around that our producers kind of... Um, really help uh, us to to keep track of uh, who's doing what and who when is it uh, supposed to be done and stuff like that um but i think i think i'm a huge lover of stack and i feel like i've always been i think it's so easy to give to give feedback like under images and stuff like that um so yeah I'm a huge, huge Slack lover. And Leanne, uh, of course, uh, Vidar's point before about uh, Discord and having a, a virtual office, uh, can't go amiss. So uh, Vidar, your uh, second question? Oh, yeah. Uh, so my second question is more of, uh, yeah, uh, curious. I'm curious to hear like um, what you have sort of learned from managing your team remotely uh, through the uh, pandemic, basically. But uh, I mean, I'm still doing that uh, pretty much day to day still. So we're... Um, <laughs> not back at office in that sense so <laughs> yeah uh, i know ivan you've gone uh, first a couple of times now so uh haldo do you want to go first uh sure <clears throat> so yeah um i kind of learned i think more about people because i always kind of imagined uh because i've been freelance so, so a lot in my career so i'm always used to just working on my own and just uh, presenting something and, and doing iteration so it was a really it was eye-opening that people didn't really some people don't really try doing that. people need the office environment um and then that's why we decided to do the, the daily meetings because uh, people just needed to talk about things, uh, not only not only the, the the projects, but also just the day-to-day things like what games you're playing or whatever they wanted to do. So I think, yeah, I, what, the most thing I've learned is about how what motivates people and how what makes people fit in their home environment. Yeah, I do find uh, people a lot more themselves in their uh, their own little bubble at home, definitely. <laughs> Um, so Tilla, uh, what have you learned? Oh, I, I I definitely agree with Haldor that it's 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 all about motivation and what how do we keep people from not kind of going out going down in just like their own bubble and not feeling um, um, motivated or encouraged to show their work. I feel like it's um, you kind of start to miss that everyday like water cooler talk that that actually keeps people happy since we're like so we're very social animals i think all of us um even though we like kind of working from home a lot of the time um so from that perspective i feel like it's so important with encouragement that people want to show their work and they want to be proud of their work um so i feel like just just having a salary or just going to work will never be enough for someone to do their best i think the only way to like reach their full potential is having another psychological take that take that oh I want to show my peers that I'm getting better or I want feedback to get better we want to uh, grow together I feel like that's um, yeah that's super important um, and I also feel like another thing I've learned when um, working with the team remotely is having those key leads that can enforce. Um, my vision so they can give feedback to the other artists that they work with um, and I think like without them it will be impossible to kind of keep that that vision and, and stuff like that so yeah absolutely uh, Vidal what are your thoughts on uh, those answers for your two questions yeah I think uh, I think they align with what I 
I've discovered as well, like uh, that need of like uh, finding out like what motivates people and how different people thrive or do not thrive in the home working environment. And uh, yeah, uh, as Helda mentioned, like that, that need for having that uh, daily social little, yeah, interaction that you can uh, so easily uh, miss um, if you're if you're just like doling out tasks and giving very much uh, workload related feedback and that sort of uh, conversation that uh, that happens automatically in, in the work environment, but uh, you miss that sort of uh, social environment that the office also provides. So, so yeah, that was an, uh, a clear, I think, distinction uh, when I uh, swapped workplaces, basically, uh, that they had sort of established that uh, digital office uh, environment was very different from how we did things at uh, my previous work, which was very much more um, organized uh, the same way we were used to doing things. Like we were setting up our meetings and we were having our regular like meetings as if nothing had changed, um, but we never had any of the office or uh, small, small talk or banter that we were, would have had otherwise, uh, even though of course, we had worked together for many, many years, and uh, that was uh, something that we had to like uh, learn <laughs> to to do there as well. Uh, through those first couple of months in the pandemic, it was very uh, hard to know where you were in the in the organization, basically, and <laughs> uh, what are you doing your your job as you were supposed to, and if people were just uh, if they were feeling motivated or if they were feeling like they're their work had some sort of purpose and all of that. So, definitely. I think yeah. uh, it's definitely a skill to learn to virtually be in the office. Who knows, maybe yeah. in uh, 20, 30 years, we'll all be in the uh, the metaverse clocking into the office to do our work. <laughs> if that's some sort of a dystopian future. Um, so I guess we'll go to our next question from uh, Haldor. Uh, yeah, I was just curious about uh, if there's any any one process or method that you put in place that has been most helpful for your team? I think we have all discussed a few few things, and uh, yeah, I was just wondering if there's any any one thing that you could pinpoint. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess we'll go to uh, Taylor on this one. Oh, all right. Um, I had to think kind of hard um, on this one. Um, I came in pretty late in the uh, project, so a lot of the um, kind of the feedback loops and everything were already established and it was working quite well. Um, I think for me, um, I am very fast at laying out groundworks for uh, kind of ideas or or um, just doing a lot of quick sketches that my artists can kind of work, um, work out of. And I think that's really fun to see. Um, I'm, I, I'd like to kind of lay the groundwork, um, either kind of the, the overall vision, um, uh, do a lot of like 2D, 2D sketches, and then I might send it other, over to another artist. And I just love seeing that collaboration where I, I can just take this really, really rough, uh, quick sketch, and then it can be taken all the way to like final production. I think that that's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, so, I think that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ivan. Yeah, I would I would say that uh, meetings has been uh, something that we really worked with to get like quality out of. So it's having a agenda for meetings and making sure you have one in front before you actually send out the invite. Clear, clear goals uh, for meetings that has helped so much, and you always end up getting time back if you don't want to chit chat. Yeah. Clear agendas in meetings before you send it out. Definitely, uh, Vida. Yeah, uh, I agree with both previous points. With yeah, <laughs> using that uh, that time sort of wisely in meetings, and uh, also I think something that's been really 
helpful is um, I think I've spent a lot more time uh, on making like cohesive um, and uh, like almost like internal sales documents or sales pitches for what we're doing, like uh, being able to form- formulate very clearly like, okay, this is the grand vision or like this is uh, um, what we're like, this is the whole lineup of all the characters that we're making. This is how they fit together. This is how they, you know, uh, their background. So this is, uh, you know, making a complete package in a way that maybe wouldn't have done if I was in the office before. I would probably just have been like, here's a concept. I'll sit down, explain with with you what we're doing, and then we'll all be just sync because we're all in the same little corner and looking over and <laughs> having that daily. Um, interaction of seeing like what each other are working on and we'll have the art up on the walls so it's, it'll be all around us anyway uh, but then uh, now with everyone in their own little bubble uh, it's been quite helpful i think to, to get that vision across of like okay this is how all of these uh, characters for example fit together and this is like uh, the universe they're in and uh, this is the sort of the quality or style and everything that we're going for uh, trying to sell that uh, not sort of in the same way that you might want to sell to a publisher or to a marketing team or whatever, but uh, doing a bit more internal pitching almost <laughs> to get that buy-in that you want from your team. So, definitely, uh, I can... Uh, yeah, getting that I conversation yeah. going. <laughs> I can definitely visualize that in my head about how that would work quite well to sell the idea to... to former yeah, colleagues yeah build some hype basically <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if everyone's excited yeah. for the the project yeah. you're going to get a lot more productivity definitely yeah. so uh, i guess i'll flip it over to uh, to haldor then um is there a process or a method you found that has been most yeah. helpful for you and your team yeah very good answers yeah. um i think what has been most helpful for us is uh just keeping to a schedule um just people having to know what they might expect for for all weeks. So it's like a, a week uh, starts with what, what I do. Like uh, uh, we have this like uh, speed painting session. <laughs> so we start with like an opener for the week. We have a speed painting session where we do something else in the project. And then we have a uh, like a daily meeting all days. And then on Fridays we have like a fika, like a Swedish fika. So. Uh, and yeah, those schedules has been really helpful for the for the team. And also, just a small thing that we started doing is just saying good morning every day on Slack. It was really helpful. Just a really small thing. It was really good. Definitely, I think that's a, a point about the uh, the fika. That's definitely something we've incorporated here uh, to try and yeah. Um, when we're speaking to people within the Nordics, it's definitely something we found has been uh, encouraging, which I guess, uh, since we have time, uh, leads us to a, a bonus question. Uh, since during the uh, the process of coming up with questions, and Otella and Haldor, you uh, mentioned about motivation within teams. Uh, so the bonus question is, uh, how do you motivate your team and encourage a team spirit whilst remote? Uh, so I guess we'll jump to uh, Tiller on this one first. Oh, I love this question. Um because I feel like when when you're working with people, um, it's it's so important to to have that feeling of of connection and um, positivity. And I I see my kind of leadership style as a bit of a cheerleader. Um, I I really want everyone to want to reach their full potential. Um, and I feel like you can only do that if you if everyone in the team feels like when they're having a conversation with me or with the other team that we're all doing this for to better ourselves or that you want to. Um, develop your skills. I feel that's really important. I feel like to do that, you also have to, as an art director, be willing to take feedback from your team as well. Um, I feel like there are so many people that are so that they're so good 
at everything they do. Um, and even though um, I might not be the best at um, at that one thing, I might be good at several things. And that's why I like working as an art director, because you can kind of have that overview of stuff. Um, so I feel like you have to kind of come in there and, and they have so much knowledge that um, that we can just like share together and kind of be humble for it, I think. Definitely. Uh, I guess we'll jump to uh, Ivan. Yeah, well, we... Uh... Uh, yeah, we do different things. I mean, we uh, we either have like online events. We have something at Avalanche called Craft, and that's basically the same discipline of uh, the game developers in a group that do, does the same tasks. We uh, we meet up once a week and just talk about the craft we're doing. And in there, we we tend to have like internal presentations and and going over like game of the year, you know, award stuff. And it, it is pretty fun and motivating. But um, in the projects, they they all do their own thing i guess yeah have the morning coffee with the director you know sit and sip and listen to the director of the project really, really fun uh, but yeah no it's it's mainly like coming in with a good energy and uh, listening to the people knowing them and if there's someone who is silent too long maybe you pick them up and, and ask them questions and bring them into it. yeah make them uh, make your your team feel heard and uh, aware. definitely uh, i guess we'll go to uh, veda next yeah sure um, yeah, I think many of the same things uh, we're doing. Um, something that's been quite fun as well is since we're working on a multiplayer title right now, we've also been doing like daily playtests with within the team, um, just uh, yeah, both for for development's sake, but also as a nice way to just uh, interact with each other through um, yeah, a different in a different setting basically or. Um, yeah, somewhat work-related, but still uh, more of a fun time together, and uh, also a good way to keep in in touch with the project you're working on. So it's very very fun. Uh, but when it comes to yeah, my own team in particular and motivating them, it's been mainly about trying to figure out like where do they want to go with their skills, or what sort of things do they enjoy doing versus what things don't they enjoy doing so much, and uh, um, just keeping trying to keep in touch with like where they're at uh, in terms of uh, everything from like stress levels to uh, motivation and uh, uh, what sort of uh, like personal growth they might want to do as an artist or uh, what sort of challenges they are more or less eager, eager to, to, to take on basically. And uh, I think as long as you keep sort of in touch with, uh, with all of those uh, aspects, uh, it's, uh, it's not that hard. Like just uh, it uh, falls uh, rather natural to, to figure out like okay maybe we can you know uh, assign this task here or we can uh, do like we're, we're doing this exploration here maybe we can bring that artist in on that and see uh, where that takes us basically so having a bit of an open mind to to not just uh, yeah uh, not just sit down and like oh I'll I'll just put all all the GR tasks and just assign them randomly to whoever is available but rather try and have that extra little chat and see like who, who's actually up for doing this or how do you feel about like taking on something like this because we, you, I know you've been doing a lot of similar tasks. Do you, do you enjoy doing that or do you want to do something maybe to break the monotony of it? Or um, So I think that those are the, the main things but then of course I think there's always more we can do like trying to just increase that uh, creativity or uh, feeling of uh, like uh, the sort of common goals or like team spirit uh, things that we can uh, always I think uh, improve upon like when you feel like you're, you're working uh, towards a, a common goal and that you're aligned on that it's always more fun so. yeah 
I, uh, I definitely agree with that. It's a really good mindset to have, uh, assigning stuff to uh, people who uh, really enjoy doing it. And uh, in terms of the playtest, I'm quite jealous of that because I'm uh, looking forward to Alarma Prime. <laughs> um, and I know you um, mentioned Haldor uh, about you know saying good morning to everyone on Slack every day uh, as a point of uh, motivating. But is there anything else there uh, you use to motivate a team? Or encourage team spirit. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, my, my answer to this is uh, related to the previous question. Yeah, saying good morning every day is, is really helpful. For example, um, and also just encouraging like uh, these open discussions in our daily meeting, so people will have a say about uh, what, what's going on in the in the project. Uh, other people's artists, so so uh, artists feedback on, on other artists as well, and then encouraging like uh, giving praise as well. Um, so people praise other artists. So everything is not only coming from me as an artist; it also comes from the whole the whole team. I think that's really uh, important and encouraging for every artist uh, to hear from their peers that they're doing something uh, right and, and worthwhile. So um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, so I guess that kind of concludes the uh, the questions. Really, uh, I just wanted to have a just ask generally: uh, Is there something that someone said that's uh, stood out to you as a really good point? Uh, I know I've definitely got one. I think the the thing. That that Halder said, but saying good morning is such a simple, such a simple thing, but it's easily forgotten. I think that was a really, really, really good point. Definitely, I think I'm going to start trying to incorporate that on the uh, the days I'm working from home. Definitely, and uh, especially that uh, that virtual office thing that uh, Vidar said that's uh, stood out to me more, the most. I might have to uh, try and get people on board with that in Discord. Yeah, um, uh, it's even more fun saying good morning there. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I, I can say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we is have there, something like a daily very short stand-up just with our uh like uh, either our ceo or like our produ- main producer we'll just gather the whole company uh, for just a quick like two minute thing where it'll just go for like okay this is monday and we're getting started and these things are happening in the company and uh let's go basically like <laughs> just to get everyone awake basically and uh then we'll just gather in our separate rooms and then yeah have a quick chat to get the day started and jump on our respective tasks so yeah that's how, how we do it definitely i think that's something uh, as well uh, here to try and boost motivation first thing in the morning during a morning stand-up uh, one thing we've been doing for a little while now is uh, having a little like five minute quiz at the start uh, we have a little leaderboard of who's winning the quiz uh, each day <laughs> so that's definitely something we've been enjoying uh, but has anyone got anything else they want to add before uh, we conclude the uh, the podcast there was one thing i wanted to forgot to mention but uh, managing a team remotely i think was that point uh, i um uh, and notice that the, the perspective of your private uh, life might be uh, not so. Uh, I mean, you have a different perspective where if you don't meet people, and in the office you would meet your colleagues fairly often, and they hear stories about their private life over the over a coffee or you know water cooler talk, and that uh, has been something that we haven't had, of course, and then. You uh, or I as a manager, when I have my one-on-ones, I might hear um, things that in the office, if they were told, they would get like another story from someone else and they would get a perspective on their own view. And then it would like ease their mental uh, you know, health. Uh, but uh, yeah, online, it, it's been much tougher for many to, uh, to just, you know, get that perspective from other people's source, which is something you don't just talk about online because it doesn't you want you want to talk about it with someone uh, yeah it's uh, that was that i guess <laughs> yeah i can definitely see a, a few of you nodding there in agreement to that um anything anyone wants to say about that I'm just agreeing 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's hard. It's easier to just send out a task instead of, of having like a one to one. And I, I definitely feel like uh, working remotely, you don't get to know your team as well as you could have if you were um, if you were on site. Um, so I think, yeah, having that in mind that things might be happening and having um, I think just having that in mind um, as you work. Uh, remotely because I think it feels quite awkward to to just write to somebody that something is happening in your life that's easier to kind of say just um, you know by the water cooler uh, so I definitely agree with Ivan. Definitely I think it might be a case of uh, mentioned before about creating a safe space uh, to have those communications virtually. Um, uh, Haldor you got a point to add there? Yeah I just wanted to say like a last point so uh, with always with uh, remote work uh, just going on for ages and then meeting people for the first time after working together for a year or two years. It's, it's quite a, it's quite a feeling. So um, yeah, just want to say about that. But it's a good feeling, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really good feeling. Uh, you can, you know, see how people act. Basically, you're not only seeing the video. Definitely. And, uh... Very surprising. Yeah, very surprising. For sure. <laughs> well, I guess with uh, that positive note there at the end from uh, Haldor, uh, I guess we'll conclude it there. So this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. And I want to take this moment to thank Ivan, Tiller, Vidar and Haldor for providing your insights into the topic. And thank you for listening at home. If you want to get involved in one of our upcoming podcasts, reach out to me on LinkedIn or by email at adam.miller-betridge at evolution-nordics.com. See you next time.